The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the ghosts that Lady Gaga channeled at the Super Bowl are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Zool? Oh, Zooly, you nut. <laughs> when you said it, yeah. I yes. saw it. Uh, yes. Yes. You said it, I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's where I've seen this before. <laughs> Lady Gaga looked a bit like Zool. She looked, looked like, Zool. like Zool. She looked also a little like uh, Brigitte Nielsen yeah. as Zool. As Zool, Lady certainly. Gaga playing Brigitte Nielsen she as Zool. She looked like David Bowie as Zool. <laughs> yeah, as exactly. played by Brigitte. As played Nielsen by Brigitte Nielsen at the halftime Super Bowl. I show. would watch yeah. that. And, and a side note to that, she's great. Right? I thought it was a great oh, show. Yeah. Great amazing. show. What do What do you want to hear when you go see Ga- Lady Gaga? Right? All the hits that Boom. I've heard on the radio. Yeah. 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 Done she, and she done. gave up that, no she question. She was great, and, and she was singing live because you could tell every time she would do some crazy stunt, you'd hear her her kind of her voice would kind of <laughs> Adam knows pop. this about me. It was awesome. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of I Told You So, yes. and I'm a Greatest Hits kind of guy. Greatest Hits kind of oh, guy? Oh, there you go. They're I don't need your B-side. I don't need your bootlegs. I don't need your undiscovered uh, live recording from... Uh, hey, Bart, Patriots won. Told you so. Greatest uh, hits. Greatest <laughs> hits. He's the greatest well, hits kind of guy. Told He's you in. so and greatest hits. <laughs> I actually turned it off. I did not watch the last uh, part, part of that game. As soon as Atlanta what? fumbled the ball, I turned it off and went upstairs. Oh. Hand to God. You missed the I knew it was coming. The sixth sense. Knew it was coming. <laughs> I was like, I know you, how this is going to happen. How did you get back downstairs? What brought you? Did someone text you? <laughs> no, I actually oh, we uh, missed it. I had, yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, my God. Didn't watch it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like four gin and tonics in me by that time. And I uh, eventually came <laughs> down and went through the channels and saw him hugging somebody. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. it. Oh. Yeah, they M. Night Shyamalan that game. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that ending coming at all. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys Network. No time for the old in-out love. We've just come to read the meter. This is a show where movies and comedy collide that happens every week with jokes, rants, sketches, previews, special guests, bits, banter, and more as we broadcast from our studio, The Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. Now, this is a brand new show, and these brand new shows are offered up every week, absolutely. You know, Paul, I've been thinking about this, and I think it's a little unfair for you to expect me to always be footing the bill for everybody here at the show. So if we could maybe pass the hat this week and all chip in a little bit... I wouldn't be did so... You, st- did you bet on the Falcons? <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> well, don't worry, Bart, because the show is free. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh I'm glad to hear you're that, probably, too. Yeah. No yeah. need to take up a collection. Give me my hat back. If oh. you're listening, the show is free as well, so that's the deal for everybody. Um, we're out there. Just search uh, Yahoo, Bing, or... Google. 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 And we come right up. Uh we don't charge for this, right? right? So That's stick with us as we idea. take you through the upcoming weekend and new movie releases. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast in all the land, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. Tell them if they if they don't do as you say, you'll use your magic on them. There. And Barkaius. <laughs> that whimsy little pickup's got Gary written all over it. And Karen Volpe. Hey, Ned, you ever go pro with that belly button thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Best line from Groundhog Day. That's a good one. Which we all watched this week, I hope, right? I missed it. viewing. Missed it. Not too late. It's so great. And Paul and I had actually gone to the location there in Woodstock, Illinois, Mm -hmm. and we had a picture taken in that same gazebo. We were dancing. Oh, is it there? It wasn't a movie prop, huh? No, that was us actually there. It was pretty cool. Ned's Corner's got a little plaque on it. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I think it's great that they do a Christmas story uh, over and over and over on Christmas Eve, no movie is more perfect to do that with than Groundhog Day. Over and over. It matches so perfectly. They do it. Yeah, it's amazing. FX or one of those. Yeah, they do it all day. Yeah. And then the ads for the day they're going to do it, 
aired back to back too. It'd be like a minute and a half of of Groundhog Day spots. Paul had an interesting idea. I said we should do some scenes from that, and he said, "Wouldn't it be neat if a bunch of just different actors decided to just do the movie over and over?" Yeah, how meta just, would that be? Oh, just I see like, what you're saying. Let's yeah, remake it. Like, and then just remake do it, it again. again. Recast it over. Yeah, and, over. and you could like like two adorable people like um. Uh, what's his name? The, oh my God! Now I have the people in my head: Jennifer Aniston and the guy from the the ball movie where he throws the ball. They would be cute together. Ball movie. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. They would be really Dodge cute in that. Dodgeball. <laughs> I got this. I had Thank a, you. I had, I, I had it. I lost it. <laughs> I had a whole other list of ball yeah. movies coming at you, Karen. <laughs> That's because there's so many. Later so in the show, we'll be joined by a musician and actor who, as mm. a child actor, appeared in Caravan of Courage: The Ewok Adventure and wow. Ewoks: The Battle for Endor. <gasps> the first. Star Wars spin-off yeah, movies. Yep. That's cool. uh, he also appeared in Less Than Zero and more. He joins us today That's on the right. release of his third album, Brand New Day. Eric Walker will Yay! be here. And as ever, we come to you with our ultimate mission. Movie previews. Don't think you have to see a lot of the movies or any movies, or certainly don't think you have to see the newest movies to enjoy our show. We're essentially a comedy show. Our topic, movies. And we're going to talk about the ones that are about to open, like we do every week. So we haven't seen them either. No. Mm -hmm. That can make you a perfect candidate for the show. Anybody is a perfect candidate for the show. And we know so much about trailers that we even know why they're called trailers. Right, Paul? That's absolutely right. And Adam will tell you that later. Okay. And this week... (laughs) Is a <laughs> sequel week. Boy, now I'm all in Wolf. suspense. Sequel week. You'll find out at the end. <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day is upon us, and with a guy movie, a chick movie, and a kids movie in theaters, the box office this weekend will tell us who wears the pants suit in this family. <laughs> First up is Fifty Shades Darker. Researchers found that some indoor tanning beds boost the risk of melanoma by 400%. Sorry, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't think it's anything to do with their skin. It's a sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey. Grecian formula. It no. does away with as much no. gray as you want. But gray hair is not for Pete Rose. So I started using Grecian formula. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, now listen. This is about a hot guy and a number of chicks want his... Grey's Anatomy. No. <laughs> That's dumb. Okay. We'll get to, we'll get to that later, all right? Uh, also opening this weekend... Holy Entanglement! Much to Lego <laughs> Superman's chagrin, the first spinoff of the Lego movie is the Lego Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And later in the show, just in time for Valentine's Day, it's... Ah, uh, John Wick Chapter 2. <laughs> here's an actual clip. Uh, that, that, that's from the trailer. That's from the trailer. Kidding? That's, that's a lot trailer. of guns. But here's other stuff, uh, okay. too. Accounts payable. How may I help you? I'd like to open an account. Name on the account? John Wick. The contract has gone international. You have no idea what's coming. Somebody please get this man. A gun. <laughs> wow. That's a great line from the trailer. That's amazing. <laughs> I have no idea that Ian McShay... I have not seen the first one, and I'm uh, woe, You're gonna woefully love it. Yeah, You're regretful gonna love of that. It. I didn't know Ian McShay was in this. Oh. Ian McShane, uh, John Leguizamo's, I guess, a, yeah. a hitman yeah. in it, too. Because I think uh, they put the word out, and all the hitmen come to get him. So yeah. you've got a lot of chances for characters in other hitmen like Ian McShane, yeah. Yeah, and then he will kill them all. I <laughs> hey, Adam, say hi to Johnny Hurtline. Hi, Johnny. 
Thanks for cool, watching on Facebook Live. And that's a that's message cool. to anybody listening. Yeah. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> Anyone listening? Movie guys. Go back in time. Go back in time. And, when we recorded the show. And get into Paul, this. Yes. When it comes to John Wick, is he out and do they keep pulling him back in? <laughs> yes, Does that happen? You've, okay. got, you've got it down. Well, oh, I okay. assume the first movie that was the case. Yeah. I imagine he'll want to get out. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the first movie either, and I really can't wait to. And I will before I see the sequel. Okay. But it seems like he went through enough to where he might want to be out again. It sounds like the sort yeah. of thing you'd want that, to be out of. That's a great sketch. Movie physics, right? Like to have Julia Sumner Miller. Remember the crazy guy that looked like Einstein on the PBS? Anybody ever watch Oh, that he guy? was the physics guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <he> Talking <laughs> about the physics of action movies. And then, once they get out, they can't help but be brought back in. It's just like you said, the last <laughs> week with, uh, or a couple weeks ago with Gold, the McConaughey movie. Mm -hmm. For every earning a ton of money, there's a subsequent lose it all yeah. in a horrific uh, thing. Yeah. It's just movie physics. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our first sequel of the jam-packed Valentine's Day weekend. Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson are together again. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Fifty Shades Darker, not to be confused with Fifty Shades of White, the thrilling story of Trump's cabinet picks. Zing! Bart, let's talk about it. Here we go. Oh, oh, Paul, Paul, before we begin, I, I need to ask you yes. if this is indeed a movie, uh, meaning is this based on a book? Well, it's a sequel to an adaptation of a book based on fan fiction, adapted from a movie based on a book. Well, I think we just went back in time. <laughs> well, continue, please. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey centered around, as Harlequin romance would describe it, the engorgement of Christian Grey <laughs> and the passion-moistened depths of Anastasia Steele. Now this Fifty Shades of Grey's second installment, if you know what I mean, of the cinema adaptation of the novels that have gotten off 70 million secretaries and dental hygienists worldwide. Paul, let's hear a clip. Your boyfriend has a reputation. Do you want to be kept or have respect? Insert Melania joke here. <laughs> now, at the conclusion of the first film, the main characters were on the outs. Business magnate Christian, and not for nothing, I'd love to be any kind of magnate. <laughs> and English lit grad Anastasia went their separate ways because, I'm guessing, she wanted their safe word to be safe word, and he mm -hmm. wanted it to be fudgesicle. Actually, Anna had decided after a particularly sadistic spanking session that perhaps Christian wasn't exactly marriage material. Now, Christian tries to convince Anna to come back to him, promising to ease up on the nipple clamps and dog collars. So she decides to give it one more try, because what girl could resist such an offer? Oh, and let's not forget that Christian is literally a billionaire, so I'm guessing that that had a little bit to do with it as well. But, you know, that and true love, of course. Man, you're the one who's dark, Bart. <laughs> dark Bart. That's my cowboy name, Paul. <laughs> All right. But just as things start getting all sexy, another woman shows up. Another woman? I smell a threesome. Uh, not quite. The other woman is an ex of Christian's, and she starts going all fatal attraction on Anna, mm. or Anna, because she's still in love with him. Mm. Besides, if you can smell a threesome, I'm pretty sure one of you needs to go to the clinic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark and dangerous, yet when Leonardo DiCaprio has similar sexual adventures, it seems really awesome. <laughs> And what would classy movie sex be without a masquerade ball where neither of the hot leads comes dressed as SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> <laughs> they go to one of those eyes wide shut parties, and yet another woman from Christian's past appears, Alana Lincoln, played by Kim Basinger, an older woman who seduced Christian when he was only 15 years old and introduced him to the BDSM lifestyle. Now, if you pardon me, I'll need a moment to digest the thought of being a 15-year-old boy being seduced by Kim Basinger. Because mm -hmm. that's a movie I'd love to watch. Mm -hmm. 
Pat and Benning. Pat and Benning. Despite the title Fifty Shades Darker, there are no black people in this movie. <laughs> what? Or the audience. Uh. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> now, as we mentioned, the film stars Dakota Johnson, and it also features Jamie Dornan. Her co-star in the Beaver picture? Yes. <laughs> If you're a purist of the genre and you enjoy watching your porn in the company of dozens of strangers in a large darkened room, well then you're in luck. It's another installment of Fifty Shades franchise. Guys, start practicing how not to shift uncomfortably in your seats for an hour and 55 minutes if you plan on taking your wife and or girlfriend or both out for this particular Valentine's Day. Now, the title of uh, Fifty Shades Darker may sound dark, but unless Christian Grey shoots 53 people in the head, then good luck matching the darkness of John Wick. <laughs> there you go. That's... Darker. But Fifty Shades of Black was taken. Yes. So if you get oh, darker yeah. than gray, oh. yeah, yes. the Wayans brothers have already jumped in. I there. anticipated it was just going to be a black screen for f- two hours because it's Fifty Shades <laughs> Darker. Uh, Johnny yes. Hurtline says four out of five sex therapists recommend, but I don't know what he... Spanking. Oh, spanking! Yes. Oh. oh, well, Johnny. Uh, for whatever reason, doing the research on this movie, it kind of clicked what would be kind of neat about this movie. I mean, there's a lot of drama it's a lot of you know, um, you know, it's a romance and yeah. love triangles, and then you spice it up with some real erotic sex. I can see where this might be something well, worth watching. I mean, I didn't see the first one, but this one's got two love triangles, I believe. Like, there's a lot going on in this. One. I mean, you know, if it were to come on of the two, this is what I would watch. That's what I'm saying. Think. The first you know, one sounded like stuff going on. Sounded like just a lot of shut up, Ricky, and smacking her. Right? Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. it didn't didn't seem like there was much of a dilemma. Ooh, there. mysterious. Ooh, still yeah. mysterious. Ooh, more mysterious. Well, this one's like, all right, we got all that out of the way let's you know have Ooh, a whole what's the spatula do? i saw the second like i saw three quarters of this the last three quarters of it in <laughs> a hotel i was working on my computer and just had it on uh-huh sure uh, Paul. Uh, yeah uh i was alone uh-huh. it uh it's dull yeah. The first one? yeah like if this one spices it up with all the stuff you're talking about i welcome it because the first uh, one was lame. it looks like a, a, a soap opera with just some good sex scenes mm-hmm. You know, dun dun dun. The other woman, dun dun dun. Somebody's stalking you, dun dun dun. I expect a lot of dun dun dun. Yeah, and then like I mean, I, I've never had sex with you, but is there a lot of dun dun duns during that? <laughs> <spell>? <laughs> it just it's seemed... more like dun dun. Dun 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 dun. Or yeah, the price is right. No, like I said, I think I can see the attraction to this movie. I'll tell you one more thing that should draw you in if you're a movie guy. This is directed by James Foley. Who? Oh, yeah. The director of At Close Range, Glengarry After Glen Dark, Ross. My Sweet, and Glengarry Glen Ross. Who, I'm like, where has he been? So that Glengarry Glen Ross was like 25 years ago. And he started the career of Mark Wahlberg. The Fear. Oh, Fear in 1996. That very first yeah. movie, yeah. Um, wow. But so since then, even since 96, what's he been doing? Well, he's been doing a lot of TV. He directed a ton of House of Cards. That he's seems just directed foliage. some um, billions, billions on Showtime. So he's out there getting it done. I think it's an upgrade from Sam Taylor Johnson, who directed the last movie, who made Nowhere Boy, which mm. I hear is pretty good. But uh, I have a feeling James Foley might might get a little stickier. With yeah. Him. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Okay. Uh, it might get a little uh, grungier. Uh, no, still not what I mean. Spongier. You know I mean. Tense? It might get darker, I think. Hopefully, <laughs> This movie is shadier. Now, what do, what do you think for the weekend on this? I mean, do, do, is this really like, there are a lot of couples who are like, all right, we're, let's do this on Wait a minute. I, Valentine's that's a Day good weekend. question. Or is it like, eh, let's... Do me, couples see this? But it's not going to make them... This isn't the sort of movie that makes it like, oh, let's go have it so we get all sexed up. Well, you guys just see movies because you see movies. All right, we saw A Dog's Purpose last week. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then you had Did sex. Did you have sex? Yeah, yeah, had sex. yeah then you had sex. <laughs> I got to say that um, I don't or think at least that... Butts. It depends on what kind of person you are. I think that if you're like uh, somebody who 
doesn't do much during the week, you'd go to this on the weekend with your husband? I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just well, saying, a, if you're real busy with your life, this doesn't seem like something that would slow you down for it. This is a tremendous hit. The first yeah. somebody, somebody, somebody who read it, maybe yeah. they go to. Maybe like 100 million. It's opening weekend in February yeah. or something like that. It was just crazy. But however, predictions are Lego Batman beats it. it Lego just, Batman's going to really dominate, I would think. Yeah. It just the, seems like you're setting yourself up for a lot of pressure afterwards if you're the mm-hmm. guy. I got to yeah, live up right. to this. Exactly. Oh, now she's seen that. Now she knows that can happen. You know, I can't do that. You've got a good closet of ex- sexual eccentricities. <laughs> it could be the movie one. that women go to with their girlfriends. This is what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's, that's a, probably that's what it is. That's a good call. Is. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Oh, single women on Valentine's. Single oh, women yeah. on Valentine's Day. Then you go out and you find a guy yes. who hasn't seen the movie and would have no idea he's being compared. No, that's that's what it is. <laughs> Drunk also, single women drinking wine, seeing this. Yes, and don't yeah. diminish the possibilities of going as a bit. Hey, oh, girls, totally. let's get together, get a couple <laughs> yeah, of wines, and let's yeah. go see this stupid movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's how they did it with Sex in the City, right? There you go. Yeah. No one really wanted to see that. That was all a bit. <laughs> yeah, let's go yeah. see it as a bit. All right, let's get on to our second mm. sequel of the VD Weekend. Uh, <laughs> Will Arnett and Michael Sarah are together again. <laughs> uh, Batman Returns. Hey, my name is not no. Oswald. It's Penguin. Batman returns to the big screen, and this time Zack Snyder has nothing to do with it. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> Karen, you want to talk about this yes, one with me? Yes, let's try to piece this thing together. Oh, see what right, I did so there. Maybe I made a wrong choice there. Right, yeah. What? Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. I don't what? even know what that is, and I'm singing along. I've gotten that song mm-hmm. down already. What's made of thermoplastic polymer mixed with colorants, hardened with an initiator called potassium peroxidisulfate, well. and is more energetic <laughs> a cape crusader than Val Kilmer? The Lego Batman. Ah. <laughs> if you thought it was easy to tell Batman's secret identity before, now he's got the same face as every other Lego guy. <laughs> Unlike Batman v Superman, this Batman is fake. Wait, that... That came out right. But still, <laughs> I, still, I meant animated. Keeping in the tone of a kinder, gentler toy tie-in, the plot of this Batman movie isn't revenge, it's friendship, mm. as Batman teams up with Robin for the first time in a movie. Unless, of course, you count Batman and Robin. And who would? Yeah. How many times has this happened to you? You're hanging out at a fancy gala and you accidentally adopt a child. Well, unless you're Angelina Jolie, then it probably doesn't happen a lot. Which is why even Bruce Wayne is shocked to realize that very thing happened to him. Having inadvertently adopted a young boy, he ends up having to face his biggest fear. Is it snakes? No. Clouds? No. It's being a part of a family again. No, now it's snake clouds because you put that idea in my head. In this film, that is so funny. In this film, Lego Batman faces his most powerful enemy. A blowtorch? A hungry dog? Tinker toys? No. Loneliness. Mm. Turns out Batman has lived a very solitary, albeit exciting life, and so he struggles to connect with Robin in a familial way, and it doesn't help that Robin likes to run around pantsless. What's that one there? I love it. My only trouble is his pants are just a little tight. (laughs) I got an idea. Rip! It's better. Now I'm free. Now I'm moving. Come on, Batman. Let's get grooving. I can only look you in the eyes right now. (laughs) <laughs> Zach Galifianakis plays the Joker, following in the footsteps of the live-action Joker played by Jared Leto, who's not made of Lego, but is missing a few pieces. Mm. The Joker is just one of the many Batman villains that appear in the film, who I will now list, <laughs> along with some I made up and some popular sexual positions. The Joker, 
Two-Face, Clayface, Redface, Blueface, The Riddler, The Asian Cowgirl, <laughs> Villain Man, Villain Woman, Betty Rocker, The Penguin, The Valedictorian, and The Turd Burglar. <laughs> <laughs> and revenge is sweet as Billy D. Williams gets to return as Harvey Dent really? after a white guy took his job in Batman Forever. Unlike other Batman of the past, this new Batman has only one gadget that can take down even the mightiest of villains, leaving a Lego on the stairs in the middle of the night. Catastrophe! <laughs> if you haven't seen many trailers for this movie, or even heard much about it, that's because the marketing budget for this film has been scaled way back. Here is the only commercial currently airing promoting the movie. Lego is here. Hey, kids, look! Yeah. <laughs> is that the Batman announcer as well? Is that Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> worked a lot. Paul, here's another clip. Oh, this is from the film? Yes, oh, this okay. is from the film, not the pre-film. Got it. Mm. We've just heard that a 300-foot monster is heading for Legoland Town. Over to our correspondent. Here at police headquarters, work is underway to prevent a disaster. Residents and the Roadworks Division are turning houses into a wall to keep out the intruder. Ambulance and fire services are on standby. Every vehicle has been mobilized. The monster's coming! I'm not going to say that wasn't from the movie. Action-packed, baby. Because it very well could. <laughs> Unlike uh, Superman versus Batman, Dawn of Justice, Retribution, Apocalypse, Origins, when they destroy the entire city, the whole thing can be put back together with a cleanup crew of a dozen toddlers. <laughs> As we all know, Batman is part of the DC comic universe, and when it comes to comic book superhero movies, DC has been a distant second to Marvel. But here, in a rare reversal of fortune, DC's Lego Batman sits poised to crush its Marvel competition, which is due to be released later this month. Duplo building blocks, Squirrel Girl. All right, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. And a Kendrick, right? All of those things are real. Yeah. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Squirrel Girl. Oh, Adam, tell us about That's Squirrel amazing. Girl. Squirrel, Squirrel Girl can control no, squirrels, as you would uh, assume, and she's actually she was originally part of the Great Lakes Avengers, which is a great uh, what parody in upstate it's, New York. It's, it's uh, a joke, yeah. I mean, it's a joke <laughs> team. That's had amazing. Elasti guy and all these sort of knockoff here, but Squirrel Girl, which has the, a great name in terms of sounding cool. Now, when you hear a name <laughs> like that, you got two options for a superhero, yes. right? Either controls squirrels or assumes the characteristics of a squirrel. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Maybe, maybe she just she's has nuts. I was gonna say she just space in her cheeks and she just kind of fills it up with her. <laughs> Did food. she just say no? She's just nuts. She's, she's just, just nuts. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> hold that. Hold that. Hold that. Uh-oh. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Where, uh, is is uh, Playmobil? What were the other knockoff things that just never- Fisher quit? Price. Well, yeah. Fisher Price is huge, yeah. but- Playmobile, Playmobile, yeah. Girder and Panel. Yeah, there was one called like Knob and Knob and there was a Groove real... and uh, uh, yeah. you know, like Hook and Loop <laughs> was the Velcro yeah. uh, generic. They're, they're not getting movies. No. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be Duplo interesting to see ball. like a Lincoln Log Duplo. movie? Remember the Lincoln Logs would fall down so easily. I guess but they have no people. They did. Yeah. That was called The Forest. Right? Or what was that? The, they had a guy? The, no, what was that movie uh, that came out last year that was about the, the people oh, the in forest, the 1600s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that oh, was no, the, the Lincoln Witch. The, the Witch. Witch. Yeah. Sorry, The Witch. The Lincoln Log movie, The Witch. That's the Lincoln Log movie. So here's what I don't get about this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's not actually Legos. Right. It's. I thought 
for half a second, I thought they built the whole thing out of Legos, the whole movie set, all the set oh, scenes. Oh, CGI and the Legos. Oh, it's CGI, yeah. It's, so they had to invent a computer program that would mimic the animation of Legos. I feel sad for you because <laughs> I'm getting the feeling you haven't seen the Lego oh. movie. I have not seen the Lego movie. Which is movie. such a oh, fantastic movie. Oh, it's so good. And f- but what I, from it what I understand... It's so good. It's a little too good. But from what I understand, Batman is just a character inside of that movie. Correct. Yeah. Who's so popular and so funny. He got split and, off into his movie. Okay. And, and from what we all know about you, Bart, you'd love Batman's character in there. Is he a little? Uh, he's a he's just a man whore, womanizer. And, yeah, and he's funny, and he just doesn't need anybody. He's always trying to get laid, and wow. he's out for justice, like you. Yeah, yeah, just like you. And he always wants to be winning, just like you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he I'm, wins, I'm, and he keeps on winning. All right, you're, you're bringing me around on this. Your arms are akimbo right now. I can tell you're into this. Now that movie's fantastic, and four hundred and what fifty nine million and you worldwide. Know, and that's an amount of money you get to by just being really good because yeah. you get 200 million of that because of the product tie-in and the advertising and everybody knows about it and the kids are interested in it but you start going further than that because that movie is just good it's got a ton of laughs it's a really funny really good action-packed movie yeah so. deep references and throwaways that yeah. would, that just kill and then you know you're on to the next thing well it's funny like you know the old airplane style movie that was like a parody of things that were out there that's kind of basically dead you know i mean because because they've kind of run that into the ground yeah. with a bunch of these but this is kind of where parody is and in kids movies sometimes they go deep reference with their parodies too you know it's, this is kind of where parody's at now in yeah and it, and it could be much more effective it's here. a batman parody yeah yeah uh because yeah they'll do more than just have the reference mm-hmm. which is what those sort of knockoffs of zucker the Zucker brothers yeah. became just hey here's a thing here look it's Paris Hilton isn't that funny uh, no yeah. but, but, but there's got to be some comment about her or maybe a comment about society because you bring some joke but they'll just have the reference not Lego movie they will have the re- they will have the deep reference that makes me in the back of the theater by myself bust out laughing yeah and I appreciate the hell out of that and this one's apparently all that because they can take away all the heartfelt stuff well, I think they'll bring that in anyway between Robin and Batman but like the man the- is wearing no pants, so something's going to be felt. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, we don't know exactly if it's heartfelt, but something's definitely. But they, be felt the, up. Miller and Lord, who made that movie, and then uh, I forget their names. Well, well, now they're moving on to the Han Solo movie. Those two guys, yeah. and yeah. they're very good filmmakers. I don't know where they came from. But. Last Day on Earth uh, or Last Man on Earth is their show too on oh, yeah. uh, Fox oh, with right, Will Forte. Yeah. Um, they started with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, yeah, but right. they they've. I think they're fantastic. They, they, didn't they get involved in Marvel in some way, too? Are they doing Gambit or something? Not sure. And then, yeah. Anyway. Um, before uh, we move on, I just want to make sure you know that Mike Palmer says, I forgot how ugly Paul is in person until I see him live. Why are we doing Facebook? Right, you, hey! you can turn that off right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I will not hear no, Paul no. bandied about like it's that. It's okay. It's Mike Palmer. <laughs> He's allowed. Live, by the way, this is a filtered uh, system thing. It's the internet not. makes it all like. funky. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say is we now this yes. you. new director for this movie, but the reviews are stellar already. Yeah. They're in the 95s, you know, that this is going to be great. And it's the director, one of the guys from Robot Chicken, his first feature. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It's and uh, Seth Graham Smith is a screenwriter. He of Abraham Lincoln Vampire mm-hmm. Hunter. Well, you've caught my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Stoddard's on Facebook Live, and he just said, I got scared for a second when you said man had on no pants. He goes, I thought you could see me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work both ways. <laughs> it's interactive tonight. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, wrapping up the previews, yes. everyone's favorite action star Woo-hoo! is back. Keanu. Keanu! For a final <laughs> sequel of The Big Weekend, cool Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne are together again. Whoa. <laughs> it's John Wick 2, Chapter 2. Wait, John Wick, Chapter 2. Uh, either way, it's the latest Jackson tale. Five. <laughs> yeah. It's the latest tale of the legendary hitman. The hit's 
from coast to coast. Not exactly that kind of hitman. <laughs> Although, wouldn't it be great to have that play wherever you went? <laughs> and now, I'm um, with the countdown. That doesn't sound like him, but... <laughs> I never worked on mine. A lot of people did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are they messing with John Wick again, by the way? When will they realize he's he's the wrong guy? Paul, the first John Wick followed what we call the golden triangle of badass movies. You need, one, a guy or gal trained to be the ultimate badass and the last person you should ever mess with. Two, he retires, never to kill hundreds of people at a time ever again. And then three, someone messes with him. Adam, you seem pretty passionate. Let's talk about it. Here we go. <laughs> Just when you thought there was no God, they made a sequel to John Wick. Oh, it's time to shoot some heads as Cool Breeze Reeves turns John Wick's gung fu up to 11. These go to 11. Yes, take a break from the awards season with a movie that will only win one award, My Eternal Love. The first John Wick exhibited the most exhilarating bullet ballet since John Woo's Hard Boiled. Now they get to try to top themselves without wondering if there's a market for this kind of movie. This is what's great about sequels. Sequels are a DJ that gets to every request. If you missed the first chapter of John Wick, I can sum it up. The mob kills a dog, and the owner of it kills everybody in a 10-mile radius. Kind of like a version of a dog's purpose that I'd watch. <laughs> this John Wick takes place in Europe, specifically Rome, so I'm hoping for some good running across corrugated rooftops. Oh, and good news for Karen, John yes. Wick gets a new dog. Oh, that's news. The bad news is what? all John Wick wants to do is retire, but the underworld just won't let him. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. An Italian gangster has hopped on Hitman Twitter to tell everybody in Europe to go after John Wick, right after he reposted Melissa McCarthy's Sean Spicer sketch from Disney. Oh, he should, yeah. Now, that anyway, was this, so funny. This mm. sets Wick off. You came out to me! What was I supposed to do? You sucked my cock! You both fucking sucked my cock! It was free pizza! Free fucking pizza! It just shows up at my fucking door! What am I supposed to do? We're flight attendants! Come on, fuck us! No one will know! What was that quote I, from? Apparently I need to see Keanu in yes. Knock Knock. Yes. The Eli Holy Roth. Holy uh, cow! And that's just a sample of that scene. Yeah. It starts before that and ends after that. And it <laughs> yeah. goes. Oh. It's hilarious. Wow. He's yelling at the two girls trying to... You have seen this? No, I just found that oh, clip while I was man. doing the writing. Because the clip's called Best Keanu Reeves Moment Ever. <laughs> so that's all you search. That's going to come right up. <laughs> Uh, no, by the way, note to anyone who works with guns and bad guys for a living. Don't try to retire. It never goes well. Isn't that right, Roger Murtaugh? And Somerset. And Prendergast? Deep <laughs> get deep enough there. If John Wick was willing to go on a one-man killing spree because someone killed his pet, what on earth do you think he's going to do when you try to kill him? On second thought, bad guys, don't think about that, because I really want to see how this turns out for you. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. As a, <laughs> as a member of the Continental, the super-secret assassins association to which he belongs, John has to honor one last request before he can leave the association once and for all. Think of this one last job as kind of like an exit interview, where instead of figuratively laying waste to your fellow co-workers, you literally have to assassinate a bunch of people on your way out. On your way out, if you want to kill somebody, it would help me a lot. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> Perfect. Along with this being a sequel, it looks like this film features the reunion tour of Guns and Explosions. <laughs> uh, 
Now, along with Fishburne, uh, Ian McShane, who we mentioned, and John Leguizamo, also supporting and playing an arms dealer is Guardians of the Galaxy's Peter Serafinowicz, hmm. who I love, who's rumored to be finishing up a Paul McCartney biopic. Let's all have a sexual Christmas night. Let's all have an Any excuse to play what a Peter Serafinowicz Cer- <laughs> uh, thing oh is great. Goodness. Uh, and because you haven't said holy shit in a while, Franco Nero shows up in holy this movie. Holy shit! <laughs> the second chapter of John Wick <laughs> follows the old adage, you can't kill 77 mobsters and not piss them off. Mm. Is that not a phrase? Maybe I get my fortune cookies at a different restaurant. <laughs> you definitely do. John Wick Chapter 2 is further proof that we live in the greatest era of movies. In the 90s, this would never get a sequel, and you have to go to Cincinnati even to find a copy. I might be dating myself, but it's the only <laughs> way I can converse with somebody on my level. Well, you've thanked God for this movie, Adam, and we can wrap up with God's <laughs> gift to you. The third film is already in the world. Franchise. I wanted to go past three and beat the Matrix for mm-hmm. a number of movies. That would just be fun if suddenly John Wick was the thing you know Keanu for. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's... it's- it's so exciting this thing got recognized and, and got a sequel and got made money. I mean, it just it, it just doesn't seem possible. It's too cool. I know. I, I am. Uh, I live in shame because I haven't seen the first mm. one yet, especially with the doggy. I know. Is it possible that The Matrix is old enough that some people are just now coming into their Keanu? That's absolutely mm-hmm. possible. Right? Yeah. They, they they played a Bill and Ted clip. We just played that. They won't know it. No. Is. No clue. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That movie, which is gorgeously and defiantly of the 80s. I like that movie. Bill and, Ted, Bill and Ted's. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was watching that, some of those clips. Oh, it's atrocious and hilarious and great. And yes, so of 1982 or three or whatever it was. Yeah. But the dialogue is so... St- and whatever happened to Bill or Ted? <laughs> he's out there doing documentaries. Is he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, think he's he worked with stuff. me, Mike Nichols. Yeah. But back to Knock Knock. That okay. scene where he... <laughs> yeah, this is... Eli- I heard about this. Eli Roth, I mean, releases his movie Stealth now. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize, but I did hear it was rumored to be like, he's working on this crazy movie. So I guess the premise is that these two girls kind of blackmail him into uh, sex. or No, they convince him to have sex with the two of them, and then they're going to hold him morally accountable and, and you know... T- torture him and kill him because they think he's a bad guy because he did the thing they tricked him into doing. Mm-hmm. But that scene of him just explaining why he's not a bad guy, <laughs> yeah. first of all, it makes complete sense. There's a ton of logic to be had there. But he is in full Nicolas Cage mode in that mo- in that scene. Yeah. But can come out of it, thankfully. Yes. Cage would just make another two or three movies where he yells a lot. Do you disagree with the logic, Karen? No, no, I just think it's funny that you would be like, I'm going to bring this to the table. <laughs> like, you br- found it, you made sure Paul cut it, you brought it, you got it on the show, and now we're discussing it. I, just well, how he, how he I brought, brought the Zool joke to the table. That's all I'm saying. How he brought it was, I don't know how to put this into the <laughs> See, show. See, he made it. But it has to be in the <laughs> show. Wedged it in. So for I said, my, fake clip. We'll pretend it's a clip. In my own defense. I was looking for something completely different. I was yeah, looking no, for something really amazing, to like juxtapose John Wick with Ke- with Cool Breeze. And I came, like Paul said, it's entitled The Greatest Keanu Reeves <laughs> Scene Ever. Of course I'm going to watch it. You know it. who else would be great at that is Mr. Tom Cruise would own that scene too. I could see him own that. Oh. Yeah, right? Yes. He, he'd be great at that. He'd own it, but he wouldn't get in that kind of situation, right? Where he's tied up by a couple of girls. <laughs> well, and I wins. don't know. He it, wins all the time. I'm going to throw it on a He throw might. It. I mean, Paul, tied up by two chicks. He might still be winning. 
Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a loser move to me. No, just saying. I'm going to throw out a controversial question. Yes. Who's, who's cooler, Keanu Reeves, <gasps> Co- Cool Breeze Reeves, or Tom Cruise? Man? I know. He's oh, starting Cruise, to get... Right? Oh, but no. He's creeping up there, man. Yeah. This is really something. Cool this is, Breeze yeah. is definitely on the top five. Yeah. Tom Cruise, Ryan Gosling, JGL, <laughs> Keanu. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I have an open slot if anyone oh. else wants to. Yeah. Oh, I throw. You got to throw Denzel in there. After I saw the uh, what was the one where he kicks ass? Equalizer, Equalizer. eight hundred hours. Yeah, that's yeah. really fun. What was it? Yeah. It was, yeah. Equalizer. Oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say Magnificent Seven. He's great in that too. No, yeah. Equalizer's the one. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Denzel. Whew. So good. Right. Uh, I for one am going to see at least two of these new movies. But now it's guest time. <laughs> so we're gonna take ten seconds of break, enjoy the musical stylings of Leah Finkelstein. Yes, the one And the only. we'll get back with actor musician Eric Bube. Walker. Hang Yay. tight. <laughs> Moving on to the guest segment of Yay! the show. There's so much show. That's why this is a showcast. It's not a podcast. It's a showcast. That's because like we wear a show costumes. In podcast form. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guest this week has released his third album of what I would call new age electronic music. I'll see mm-hmm. how he describes it. When I listen to it, that's kind of what I hear, which is kind of cool. Uh, Brand new day is the album. He's an actor who had a high profile when he was young, yeah. personally plucked from obscurity by George Lucas to Very appear cool. in yes. Caravan of Courage, the Ewok Adventure, also known cool. as simply as the Ewok Adventure when it aired, and Ewoks, the Battle for Endor TV movies. Let's get to the bottom of it all with Eric Walker. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. This is so cool, I Eric. Mean, you, look, you look a lot like a, a young uh, Mark Hamill. That I might have been one of yeah. the reasons they... Yeah, they, they, I definitely they, look like I de- we could be brothers for sure yeah, yeah. that's amazing that's pretty cool i say plucked from obscurity you had been on webster i think before I, yeah uh, i did webster movie? about a the year before i did webster wow there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that that's so cool yeah. Yeah. i was in fact i was on the third episode i was on uh it was an episode where uh he wanted to play football and i was the big football player way taller than him and you know the he got uh, the husband alex Karras, got in trouble because you know, he, he let uh, Webster go play tackle football, and the wife was against it. So, and then there you are to tackle him. Yeah, there was. Yeah, <laughs> did you get any football tips from Alex Karras? Wouldn't he? Yeah, he was. Oh, that's yeah, right. He was, yeah. a, yeah. he was a real football player. <laughs> that's kind of a cool thing as a kid. Yeah. You're like, oh, I've got a real NFL star going. Yeah, right, here's what you want to do. And talk and about. It's, <laughs> it's kind of interesting uh, as well because I, that's how I started my acting career because I played football. I was on a Pop Warner league. And uh, I did a Jack in a Box commercial when I was like six or seven years old, and that's how that's I got cool. started. So it's kind of went full circle. So that's right. You're the guy. Uh, I've lived here for 16 years. I've always wanted to meet you because you're the guy who is from here. Yes, <laughs> I am from here. in LA. I've heard about you. Yeah, the guy from Upland, right? The guy Upland. I was born in Upland, but I was raised in Sherman Oaks. Okay, oh, yeah. nice. So right in the heart of it. Yeah. Good for you. So then, how does how do you get into? Uh, I, I should explain first of all. Uh, Caravan of Courage, Battle of Endor. These were TV movie spinoffs of the, of the Star Wars universe focused on the Ewoks post-Return of the Jedi. And this was so cool that Star Wars was on TV. <laughs> like People give the, the the holiday special a bunch of guff, but as a kid, it was like, no, Star Wars is on TV. There's nothing not cool about this. But especially this, because this followed right off of Jedi. Right. And and it was, you know, it, it did look for TV. I mean, it looked like a Star Wars movie. I mean, it's, you and could know. you imagine being a kid and be able to hang out with Ewoks? I mean, you oh got God. to hang out with the Ewok yeah, as I a kid. Yeah, I definitely knew that I was doing something special because- 
I had seen uh, Return of the Jedi probably eight or ten times in yeah. the movie theater. Right, yeah. Before. Beat me, so, I had six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, and it was, it was uh, and, and actually these movies were the first spinoffs. Mm-hmm. So Rogue One technically isn't the first spinoff. That's right. The Ewok oh, very damn straight. So, yeah. And you now, said this was even released as a feature in England too. They took them, they took the two, put them together. It was shot on thirty-five. Yes, it was and shot it was, on on uh, on uh, Panavision. Yeah. So it was shot just like a movie. Yeah. And it was a movie everywhere. I mean, not ju- not just uh, the UK and Europe. It was a movie in Mex. Even in Mexico, you would have saw it in a movie theater or Canada. That's yeah. so neat. It was they, only in America that it was on TV. Do they so. change the voices? Did you have someone doing your voice in Mexico er, in Spanish? Yes, I've heard the person do my voice. They actually <laughs> cool. did. They translated them all into Spanish and German, all the different languages. They actually went. And did all that work. That's that so cool. Yeah. Well, that it's a worldwide neat. phenomenon. Yeah, you're going worldwide yeah. if you're in a Star Wars property. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So, how do you get on board? Well, I mean, I was already acting for a few years. I had done a couple things, like you mentioned, Webster. I was also in a movie called Having It All with Diane Cannon. Oh yes, I played her her nephew. There's some HBO fodder for you. Back <laughs> yeah. the day. I played a lot on HBO. So, and 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 uh, interesting, it was uh, that movie called Having It All was directed by Edward Zwick. Oh, and it was what? one of his first right? one of his first things he ever directed. Oh, Jack before, Reacher too. Uh, long before <laughs> you know Glory and all the others yeah, movies. Yeah. So, and um, it was just you know I was the one who was the precocious little kid who said Diane Cannon look old looked older. So. Uh, <laughs> and so. Diane Cannon wasn't having any of that. No, <laughs> I'm <Well>, sure. <laughs> she just kind of rolled her eyes and you know did her thing. But it was uh, yeah. Yeah, she was. It was. It was quite a, an adventure. So I had done like three or four bit parts like that, and then one day I got a call from my agent and said, "You know, I'm sorry, but at last minute we have a. We need you to go to a general audition. Uh, you don't have to, you know, read anything. They just want to meet with you and uh, talk with you about, you know, their project. It's for a one-hour after-school special for CBS." Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, yeah, and it's for some tough kid, you know. They didn't tell me anything about it. So I went there and I met John Cordy, who was the director, and Tom Smith. Um, Tom Smith, had, before he did the Ewok movies, he uh, was the general manager of ILM, actually. So Yeah, and John Cordy also was, I mean, I think he goes back to college with Lucas, too. Like, that's a name you hear over and over in the early yeah. days of, uh, yeah. He, yeah, well, he's the reason why uh, Lucas and Coppola went to San Francisco. Because okay. of John Cordy, yeah, if you read yeah, the yeah. book, yeah, the Zoetrope guy, Zoetrope. John Cordy. Yeah. In fact, yeah, he was one of the founding members. Yeah, he's in that Lucas, famous yeah. picture on the rooftop with Lucas exactly. and everybody. Yeah. yeah. So um, basically, I went and I met them, and they kind of liked me and said, you know, and I didn't know who they were, yeah. you know, at the time. Uh, they just introduced themselves to John and Tom, and they said, well, you know, we kind of like you, and is it okay if we give you some uh, script, or they, they we <laughs> call it sides. You know, in acting, mm-hmm. and you you could go out and out and you know study it for fifteen twenty minutes and come back in. And at that time, I was really really serious about being a the best actor I could be. I was taking acting lessons and stuff like that, and acting classes and schools. And I said, okay, I, I'll go ahead and do it, but on one condition, I you know I, I have a prepared monologue. Hold on a second. How old are you at this? Point? <laughs> you be fourteen or fifteen. I was right? yeah. uh, fourteen. Right. Good for you. I have a few conditions. Have, you know what? Star Wars people. Good I didn't know that you. at that time. I love this. By the way, after school, this is how this is going to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> after school special, he's probably like, all right, what am I addicted to? Yeah. Uh, what did I do right, wrong? Right. Uh, who am I beating who up? I, yeah. Am I going to jail? What did I steal from somebody? You're beat up another football kid yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Did 
they let you do your monologue? They did, and 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 the director, you know, kind of laughed and had a chuckle and said, "Oh, sure, that's great, Eric. Yeah, you could do the monologue." So I went and studied the the script with my dad, and I came back in and. I read for them, and then I did the monologue, and then it was just, you know, thank you very much for coming in. We'll be in touch. And, you know, typical, you know, when you're doing an audition, you don't mm -hmm. really, you try to gauge, did, did I do a good job or not? And uh, about a week later, I got a call saying they wanted me to do a screen test up in San Rafael. So uh, they flew me up there, and uh, we did a, we shot all day long doing a, a different scenes from the movie with Aubrey Miller, who played Sindel. And uh, send the little, the, sister, the little of yours. sister of mine, yeah. yeah. They wanted to make sure we looked good, good together, brother and sister. They also wanted, she was very young. She was only four years old. So they wanted to make sure she could handle it as well. And also they were they wanted to make sure she wasn't afraid of an Ewok too. So, oh, she was because they're the same size as her. Well, even bigger, yeah, right? Even bigger, yeah. You know, so, you two have the same nose. <laughs> they cast that perfectly. Yeah. So they so and they wanted to make sure she wasn't afraid. So they brought an e Ewok on a stick and the. <laughs> You know. Scare me! Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> a that's, person in an Ewok costume. Yeah. Really it, scary. Smoking yeah. <laughs> 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 an Ewok. Wait, at her. Right. Go back. The sides that you read, and I'm glad you said sides are pieces of the script that people right. would be like, they gave you French fries or something. <laughs> so, because uh, I forget to hear the word all the time under. <laughs> sure. But um, Ewok on a stick, so, I get that at the fair. So <laughs> it was they're really good with their deep fried yeah, yeah. cheese. It was the sides when you realized it was Star Wars, or it was still that you. I still them? didn't. The, the sides yeah. that they gave me didn't have anything oh, in Ewoks okay, in them. Okay. It was a scene in the movie where. Sindel uh, and I have just ran away, from, ran away, and we were. Uh, I was starting a fire, and she was so scared, and I was trying to comfort Aww. her. So you know, our parents were gone. I didn't mention Ewoks actually in the, in the sides. Yeah, so do I you didn't think that know. was still, a cover? Still playing it shady. Yeah. yeah, was that was that part of the cover? They didn't want people to know that this was going to be a Star Wars. Um, movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, later when I went and did the screen test, I was aware of it because oh, okay. I saw the Ewok on a stick. <laughs> we, I go, yeah, right. You're like, oh. And we did more of the script, and there was Ewoks in those scenes, so that was uh, so come, I knew more about come it. Come on, then. when you're in your trailer, where you're a little like freaking out. Like, wait a second, I was freaking. I was freaking, I was freaking out when I showed up on set, and they said that's your trailer, and it's not one of those little rooms, uh -huh. and it's oh, an yeah. action. A huge trailer. Oh, you nice. know, like yeah. you know, it wasn't a five huge... door. They call it a five door, six door. <laughs> I I don't know at the time. He's like, it was, was big it and was... it had no, more no, than the, one door. The, the little stall trailers. There's like oh, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It you're wasn't right. that? You're it in the five door. Trailer. Yeah, but wow. they had those though. So I started walking over there towards those. And then they said, <laughs> denied. No, no, you is, get your own yeah. trailer. Yeah. So that I bet was your dad cool. was psyched because he had to hang around all day. He's probably like, I might be napping in the trailer. Yeah. So when in the whole scheme of things do you meet George Lucas? Well, we fin I fin we finished that day, you know, doing the screen tests and everything, and then they said, uh, "Can you wait a few minutes?" And about fifteen. No. About a <laughs> no. Right. Here's the thing. This I, is how this is gonna happen. I do now. monologues. You know who we should cast? That bossy kid. All the others were kind of similar, but that one guy that was yeah. just like, "Give us what for." That's what we need. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they came out like fifteen, twenty minutes later, I guess, after looking at f footage and talking with George. Um, and they George. said, they said, congratulations, you've got the part. We'll be in touch with your agent. So it was, it was great because, you know, then I had to fly back home from San Francisco to LA and it was like, it was, uh, yeah, I was pinching myself, believe me. Uh, yeah. So, so it was what? like, wow, I'm going to be involved in this. And that was, it was, a, it definitely was, uh, I was excited because it was the first starring role. So, you yeah. know, I knew it was a, a big thing. 
I would not have guessed that we'd be discussing this. What it's been? What thirty-two years yeah. later? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. So you know, I'm not the youngest guy. I'm probably the oldest guy here right now. So <laughs> I think we're around the same age. Yeah. Well, we're all twenty-six, twenty-seven. Yeah, that's so right. Parts right. Yeah. Well, I'm, Go I'm, with what parts? I, I'm forty-seven. So yeah. <clears throat> That's but, amazing, uh, though. Yeah. I I'm, can't believe that you I'm found out. You. Uh, <laughs> I just keep. I'm thinking back to like whenever something cool happens, and you're kind of in your own head going, "Oh, this is happening." Yeah, like, can right. you imagine you're standing there and like, "Okay, now here's the Ewok," and you're like, mm-hmm. "Well, and also, and like, you're trying to be cool, but you're like, yeah, yeah." And yeah. you know, we're we're not that far off an age, and I just remember this time, this like anticipation of Jedi, that the fact that there, I didn't even know what sequels were, and then there yeah. was an Empire Strikes Back, right. this other version of this thing I just loved so much. Right. I mean, you know, that's why I said this was actually really exciting that this was on TV. I mean, I, I just my at this, I couldn't imagine finding out that you're going to be. With Ewoks in George Lucas, and I mean, I would, I would just, I, I don't know, I, I would have a heart attack. I think his brain would explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, the, it definitely was a, it definitely was a great adventure. Yeah, um, cool. And uh, you know, George was a lot more involved than people realize in in the making of these movies. So yeah, well, he uh, wrote the story. He wrote the story, and, and uh, shortly after the movie was, we were making the movie, started editing it. Mm-hmm. So he got involved heavily in the editing. And then when we did uh, the reshoots, the retakes, we did a whole week of shooting. Uh, John Cordy was uh, busy, so he couldn't do it. So George actually directed. So oh, a lot of people say he hadn't directed great. since the prequels. That's yeah. not true. He directed. He you. directed the parts of the all the reshoots. You on heard the it Ewok. first yeah. on the movie guy. That is so. really neat. <laughs> That's so cool. That now, guy, what a legend! That's just incredible. Now I'm a big fan of Empire Magazine. It's the only uh-huh. movie magazine we have out there. <laughs> and lo and behold, well before. You know, uh, Tim, the great Tim Binder, brought us together so you could be on the show. I was reading about Empire just randomly did an article they on did. these did two movies, oh. which oh. I read. Um, I, I love they do that. They'll just have an article on Captain EO. You know, mm-hmm. right. like, because they love movies and talking about exactly. them. Exactly, <laughs> such a great sure. magazine. So I read that article a while back, and I was just flipping through it again to to look at it. And they lead with the fact that. This might have been another holiday special originally. Well, originally they wanted ABC had a lot of ideas and they wanted to, and we were signed to do three movies, so we we had the first one and he had to, an option to do two more movies. So it was originally planned to be a trilogy, mm. like the first three, and uh, and after the ratings were so good on the first one, over sixty five million people watched it. It was like one of the biggest things that year. That doesn't um, happen anymore, does it? Not even not, cool. not no, yeah, with no. cable and everything. Only else. when we Facebook Live. <laughs> there you go. Try. So um, ABC was trying to talk him into doing a weekly series, and he just he didn't want to do it. He just you know, and then later he ended up. They kept asking him. I think then then he did Indiana Jones. Oh, that's right. So he oh, ended yeah. up doing that. Droids was a thing too, wasn't it? Also, that was a cartoon. Animated droids. The cartoon. Yeah, yeah they did it. They did. They did an Ewok ones yeah. as well. Oh. So you know, it's interesting. You mentioned Captain EO. The 80s era for some of these guys is very interesting because the, one of the reasons they really were probably courting him was because Steven Spielberg had a show, Amazing Stories, on TV at that time. Yeah. And, you know, and Coppola's doing Michael Jackson's Captain EO. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting projects in their post-initial phase for some of these people. Definitely. Yeah. And Michael visited the set on the second Ewok movie, Michael Jackson. So, oh. uh, Wait, were you met ready. Michael Jackson? I didn't meet him on the set of this. I met him, uh-huh. uh, you know, a few times other than that. Well, yeah, so I missed him by not one this day. this time, Karen. Oh, that yeah. must have at various but other I, points and Warwick Davis life. was teasing me because I, I showed up the day after he was there so. oh my gosh and Warwick how great is he I love yeah. him on um, 
the shows with Ricky Gervais. And did oh, you life is, run, life is short? Did you run into Michael Jackson uh, on the set of Webster? Because I think they were friends too, right? They right? were friends. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't run. No, I think they became friends after. Oh, I was yeah. on like the third episode, uh, so the show hadn't even come out yet. So, so. it's killing me. When did you hang out with Michael Jackson? Yeah, thank you, Karen. <laughs> well, we we well he we I went to his place to see the Ewok movie. Actually, he wanted me to come by and see it with him. So fill in some blanks. Wait, you went to Neverland? Uh, no, it wasn't oh, Neverland. It was Havenhurst okay. back oh. then. So you went to Michael Jackson's house yeah. to watch the movie. Yeah. So. I How love cool Michael Jackson. I have to ask, oh. Eric, was this a supervised visit? Shut or? up. Oh. You're a horrible. Stop it. Hey, keep in mind, he's sassy. He could take Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, I'm not worried know, about it. I was probably, well, I shouldn't say this because I'm a big Ma- Michael Jackson fan. We all are. We but, all love the man. But I was too old at that time. I'm just too yeah, old. You're just too old. <laughs> that's right. You're not his type. That is nuts, Gosh, though, that you were in the man's house so, watching movies. All right, I'm going to be that dork that's going to How big is that screening room? Yeah, I need information. Was he super great host? He just yes, seems like he'd be the nicest fun, guy ever. Very like a kid, you, oh. know, you know. And he loved stuff like this. Yeah. Like there's all those pictures of him at the ET and stuff, like the Spielberg Lucas kind yeah, of stuff. Loved, like he, he really saw the magic. He was in like that. a like he wasn't a you know he never had a chance to be a kid. So he oh. yeah like did he call the house and say <laughs> and did your mom answer and your mom went hello and he said hi this is Michael Jackson is Eric there <laughs> Eric Michael Jackson's on the phone oh. and then you get what? on the phone he's like hey no. you want to come what? over and watch movies no it wasn't like that okay. <laughs> Though that would have been cool. more formal, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how does that happen? <laughs> well, he just, you know, he just gets in touch with your agent, and you know, my goodness. Time, so. so he wanted to watch the movie with the star. Yeah, I love yeah, that. That's cool. Yeah. Now I want that's to talk so about cool. the other people right, from Eric, Star Wars cool. universe you may have uh, gotten in touch with. I saw a photo of you with Kenny Baker. Yes, uh, that's out there. Yeah. Um, was do, do you meet these people on? Con type events. Uh, I do some conventions occasionally things. when I have time. I don't do too many of them, uh, you know. But yeah, that's mainly where I've met a lot of the mm-hmm. s- Star Wars. Uh, you know, I had a great time with uh, David Prowse, uh, yeah. Darth, Vader. Darth Vader. Boy, I could tell some stories, uh, some partying stories with him. <laughs> We're listening because <laughs> he's yeah. a real. Uh, what is he? He's Welsh or something like that. That's like awesome. he, he uh, from one of those uh, uh, islands that drinks a lot. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, well, we had a very interesting night. I don't want to talk too much, but we were in uh, Hamburg, Germany, at a convention. Oh, wow. Perfect. So, uh, and his son, he wanted to spend some time with his son, so his son came over uh, and uh, was spending time with his dad, and we were over in the, you know, the dollhouse district. Let's just leave it oh! there. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. We're talking red light. Yes. Woo, hello. <laughs> In a bar, and it was it was just, it, and he had the biggest smile on his face, and he was having this great experience with his son, and I said, "Wow, you know, that's kind of interesting." <laughs> Dad and I just play catch, but all right, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys do is what you guys do. That's awesome. Yeah, these are uh, great. Okay, so now you uh, then go on to appear on uh, Less Than Zero, yeah, the movie with Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr., Ada yeah. McCarthy, Jamie Gertz, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Because I love this whole resurgence thing that he's got going on with Iron Man. I can't even deal. Mm -hmm. But when you were in that movie with him, was that at the height of him having his problems and stuff? Well, I mean... Did you even notice it or... 
you could kind of notice it a little bit, but it, this was still at the very beginning of his career. So, mm-hmm. in fact, a lot of people think that that movie really pushed him over the edge. I was going to ask if you thought that. that. Because yeah. the way the, the content in that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who don't know, I played his younger brother. So. Oh, oh okay. so great. Movie, so. I'm in movie yeah. jail on that one. I've actually yeah. never seen Less Than Zero. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I ended up with one scene that made the movie, but we shot more than one scene, of course. Mm-hmm. So, you know. A lot of stuff hits the cutting room floor. So well, at least you made it. Yeah, some people yeah. don't even make it. That's so neat that you've worked with him. Yeah. I do like his nice work guy. Now. Very good act. No, very, I, very, I very talented. Great. Very, very talented actor. And that's yeah. a great crew in that whole movie too. I mean, it's uh, was it Andrew McCarthy and Jamie Gertz, Jamie Gertz, James and, uh, Spader, Spader. Yeah, that's James right. Spader yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, that's like a a major Brat Pack kind of movie at the time, you know, yeah, with yeah. the more serious actors of the Brat Pack, really. It's sure. so it's cool like that Eric got to be the ones. little bratty brother to the yeah. Brat Pack. <laughs> the little bratty brother. Good there, for you. you. Know, I was. Yeah, we got in that fight and I, I kind of beat him up and when we went to, when we were shooting the movie, the director made me hold back and he said, I'm going to tell you when and then, <gasps> so he didn't expect it and I laid into him, so pretty hard. Oh. Who, you got to beat up. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. I got to beat up Iron Man. Iron Man. Oh. <laughs> that is, that's Li- awesome. Life list, check. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it seems like he's the kind of guy that would appreciate the fact that you gave it to him, too. He did. You yeah, know? you could tell. Yeah, That's he was, cool. Let's run through a couple others of cool. these. Uh, Little Spies. That was, Little something, Spies, that was yeah. part of the wonderful world of Disney. Disney yeah. oh, those are the days when you just have Sunday night, it'd be Sunday night, two hours yeah. for Disney, and then they're going to give you whatever, and you don't need yeah. prepared for it. It's just like, I don't know what to expect. Disney's giving me two hours. What do you got? You and know what I week, would do? I would, little spies. just so you know, uh, that, just so everyone knows my bedtime ritual on Sunday nights at six o'clock, we'd have dinner. Then after dinner, I would take my bath, and then I'd watch Disney Presents. <laughs> there you go. Right yeah. after I took my bath. Slow down. <laughs> and little spies. You skipped over the good parts. <laughs> and you beat up Iron Man. How did you work alongside Mickey Rooney, who was in that? <sighs> Yeah, uh, oh. I don't know. Did I have a scene with him in that? I don't remember. Oh, I think I, I no. I think I did I have seen. one scene. I think I did have one scene with Mickey Rooney. Yeah, very nice, colorful guy. Um, <laughs> writers don't like him. But, yeah. You know, oh, does he just say stories. what he wants? Yeah, say whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> My big star. Yeah. yeah. Do whatever I want. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a. It was interesting. That was one of those movies where uh, I didn't. I auditioned for it and I didn't get the role I was auditioning for. And the director liked me so much, they wrote a part in, in the movie for oh, me. That's and really that was direct, impressive. And that was directed by Greg Beeman, who directed that one. So he's that. done a lot of TV stuff. What is it, what's on recently that he did? Something on NBC. A bunch of sci-fi stuff. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway. They do the still expense. going, though. Greg yeah. Beeman. Yeah. All right. Uh, she's Out of Control, Tony Danza. Oh, you gotta love Tony Danza. Amy Dolan's in that as well. Uh, Her sort of coming out party as being hot. Oh, yeah. If you ask me. Mickey Dolan's daughter? Uh, And now, so then how, it seems seven years ago, you Mm -hmm. start with music. Yes, I, well, I, I, you know, uh, as as any actor back in the day, you want to be a double or triple threat. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I took vocal lessons. And I did get a better speaking voice, but I don't like my singing voice, so I didn't pursue that. And I, uh, you know, took piano lessons, and I went to the LA County High School for the Performing Arts, uh, in Cal State LA's campus. It's like the Fame School. Yeah, I was just and gonna say. Yeah, like here, and I was in the first graduating class that completed the entire school. And did you have any alumni that graduated with you that we might know? Yeah, Anthony Anderson from okay. Blackish. There you was go. In my okay. class. Uh, other noted alumni that came came after me: Josh Groban, mm-hmm. uh, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. Oh wow! Um, who else? All singers. 
<laughs> and what's yeah. interesting is they weren't in the mu- music department. They were really? all in the theater department. Hmm. Isn't that yeah. awkward? Jenna Elfman oh, wow. as well. So quite a few uh, we've had uh, that come out of the, there. And I described your music as new age electronic. Would I be right on that? I mean, I've listened to it, and that's what I got, although it varies a little from track to track it, here it, and there. it depends on, you know, back in the 80s, they were using the phrase new age music. Now... When people think of new age, they think of meditation, and it's not really. Ah. And See, you know, I listen to Enya, Tangerine mm-hmm. Dream, oh, yeah. etc. Oh yeah, and uh, I would say you're definitely highly Tangerine Dream influenced. And then I went to do some research, and you've even named a track after the, yeah. the, yeah. the lead musician, <laughs> the founder who passed away a couple of years ago, yeah. Edgar oh, Froze. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a uh, uh, for Edgar. And so you are interested. Absolutely. That, and for people mm-hmm. that don't know Tangerine Dream, uh, you do, mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, you've got we well, we discussed this earlier. Legend, Lady Hawk, uh, um, oh, Thief, Thief. That's a great James Conn, Risky yeah. Business. Yeah, Risky Business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Three yeah, o'clock the, high. The train music alone mm-hmm. from Risky Business. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yes. I'm very much like Van Vangelis, as as you. you yes, tell me people compare. Him, yeah, people compare my music to Vangelis as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely influenced by him. Sure. So, Blade Eric, Runner. you're you're doing all these different keys. So you're um, a pianist. You're a key player. I'm a keyboardist, a synthesizer, That's uh, awesome. piano as well. Um, and do you almost see everything can be done on a on a keyboard now. Yeah, exactly. Because so, you can play the yeah. bass track, you can do everything. drums, you can mm-hmm. do chords. Horns are a little funky sounding right now, but uh, I think they're getting better. No, they're good. Uh, oh, you, all right. all I gotta get are, the right ones. Yeah. You, well, if you hear, if you listen to on the second track on there, it's called the Funkness. Uh huh. It's got a horn section, which is keyboard. I'll have you to check would, that out. You would because they we, they have we have sampling, so we uh-huh. just sample the sound. Oh, okay. So you're really playing the instrument anyway, just right. on a keyboard. So. Well, that That's reminds so cool. me of yeah. the Blade, that Blade Runner sound. There's that horn that goes through that whole the thing. Saxophone, yeah, saxophone, yeah, in the Blade yeah. Runner. Yeah. Although the the gentleman who I work with who produces my album, mm-hmm. he plays saxophone, so we had a real sax player. Oh, okay. Oh, that's His name cool. is Stefan Presley. He's a... Just an awesome producer and sound engineer. Uh, it says he does and, other keys as well. Yes, he does. Yeah, That's cool. he's uh, he's just 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 amazing, and and uh, you know, I believe I could do most of it in my home studio, but I have to take it. We were t- talking about this before the show. Is you really need to have someone, a sound engineer, do this sound engineering and mix each individual yeah. track. And also, you and know, layering. Master. I mean, at some points in these things, I mean, you have like how many layers of, of music that are going on as well. Yeah, you know? sometimes you have 30, 40 tracks yeah. going at the same time. So. Well, let me give people a sample. This is. Is uh, that all played by you? All 30 and 40? This is all yes. of you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, except for the sax, I guess. He's doing but, all that. Yeah. This one, I yeah. believe, is called The Shattering. The Shattering. And, yeah. and uh, when I heard this one, I thought, ooh, there's also a little bit of Trans Siberian uh-huh. Orchestra in there as okay. well. So uh, here we go. I see Rick Deckard chasing, absolutely chasing, yeah. uh, you know, absolutely. robots, or whatever. yeah, replicants. <laughs> oh, to live and die in L.A. I feel like a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> live and die in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> that movie takes place in Long Beach or El Segundo. 
Yeah. Like, it's, the whole thing is an Elsa Gundo. It could, live and die in Elsa Gundo isn't going to do it. It didn't test my well. Friend. They did remarkably good work uh, on that movie for being Wang Chung. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That was Wang Chung. Yeah. Have you thought about scoring? Getting into oh, I'd love to do. I'd love to yeah. score for movies. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, uh, the the Drive and a couple of the movies recently have, or uh, Stranger Things, I mean, yes. are absolutely using this style of music. You yeah, know? I mean, you're... You're, you're, I know, I, I know you love well, some yeah, of Adam, the, it's kicking in. Very much in the zeitgeist. This is good sex music. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think this would be some good. Karen is feeling uh, Fifty yeah, Shades I'm Darker after. Uh, after listening. I'm happy Put to some know of this that on. Eric has given us a copy of the season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So cool. uh, now this is available on iTunes and Amazon yes. and EricWalkerMusic.com, where you yes. can look at all of your uh, or listen to all of your uh, pieces from all of your albums. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. This is your the third album you said, right? And the first one's called Tangier Dream. Ah! Yeah. Well, so, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. There. Yeah, there's definitely an influence, uh, but uh, and wear it proudly. They're great. Yeah. Tangier Dream. My friend Mark was so into them. It's all he ever listened to. He's walking. It did me walk into a room where he is. You're you're dramatically moved you know you're like <laughs> yeah. okay i feel like there's something happening here and it was it so ran the table for 10 years i mean after after chariots of fire won the oscar for vangelis right right and and then that then then tangerine dream started around that time started doing thief sure. and all that sort of stuff and it just became the defining sound for 10 years there too like i just saw lady hawk in uh at the at the egyptian right. and it's like I mean, it's it's like that movie is actually timeless looking, but the sound is like it puts you firmly in that sort of 83 mode, you know, for uh, sure. And that, Tangerine and Dream. Another big influence is Jean-Michel Jarre. He's a French composer, mm. and uh, he's another big influence. Uh, on you said music. related to Maurice Jarre, right? Yeah, he's he's also, he is related to yeah. Maurice Jarre, yeah. yeah. I think it's he's it's either his... I think it's his son. He's another uh, yeah. composer who right. uses a lot of uh, electronics. The Mission, definitely. if I'm not mistaken, right? right. The Mission? Yeah, yeah that's Maurice Jarre. Uh, do you ever play out? Can you play out? Is it like like play out in yeah, a can you club play live? or something? Yeah, or sure, sure, yeah? sure. I don't know how complex play. it is. Yeah. You can well, I mean, it. obviously, there's some. I can't play every track, but I could play the lead lines. Yeah, yeah. And that's then cool. let the rest of it play. Sure. Have you? Uh, a little bit over in Europe and the UK. That's where most of my fan base is. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm uh, planning on going to London to do some performances in this summer. So, in fact, you said you've charted on this, right? Yes, in the UK, my first album yeah. uh, charted uh, number thirty-eight on iTunes. Yeah, good for and you. On electronic charts. Yeah, <laughs> that's, not bad. that's really cool. So, yeah, so. that's more than I placed when I charted. I, even I, even yeah. the song a little you, above me. Even a song you just played, <laughs> the shattering. Um, you never know which song is going to work. Uh, but the shattering is uh, getting a lot of airplay on about 30 stations. It was uh, 180 on the rock charts, which kind of surprised oh. me. It's like, okay. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Yeah, because none of these is like the single. It's an experiential kind it's, of album, you're right? You're going on a journey. You're yeah, a journey. for sure. Let's like play that. a little of the title track. This is a Brand New Day. I like that a lot. Now, this feels very poppy. Yeah, very pop influence, yeah. electronic dance. Yet, thankfully, not electronic dance music. Yes. The EDM that's popular now? <laughs> right. Not my thing. Yeah, definitely. This is real uh, chords. It's not information society. Yeah? yeah? A little of that? Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of yes, a new a order yes. going yes. on. Yes, a little order. yes. Right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. They all set a mood, though. I'm yeah. saying. 
I mean, we, I think we could name another bunch. Like, let's name another bunch of movies. What movie are we in? Oh, we might be in. Are we in Short Circuit? I don't know. I think we might be in the end credits <laughs> of Better Off Dead. Oh, we might absolutely. Be in short yeah. One Crazy even, Summer. One Crazy Summer. Yeah. Or even the one with the guy who lives in the closet. Oh, uh, real, real genius. genius. Real genius. Oh, yes. We're in a montage in real yeah, genius. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, somebody is studying right now. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, right. yes. Are they having some memory or something like that? Secret yeah. of my success. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. We're, we're driving somewhere yeah. where Secret he's going to. Secret of my success. That's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good stuff. we got a movie sound. And uh, Eric has been kind enough to give us a CD yes. that we will give away on social media. So I don't know. We'll do some trivia or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Also, he's we'll going to sign a, sign a Star Wars Ewok adventure thing. These we'll give that cool. away, too. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's another giveaway. Sign one yeah. of these. Definitely. Yeah, we'll give that away. That's really cool. Any wacky uh, stories from the, the cons? Uh well I mean there's some there's always getting drunk with Darth Vader yeah and oh that's after, right and after that, that. <laughs> never mind that, that was it we got it yeah. <laughs> I guess I was thinking more fans I mean if well, any fans also where where'd they shoot uh, where'd they shoot the Ewok Adventures they shot uh, most of it in uh, San Rafael and uh, 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 pretty close to Skywalker Ranch yeah, Lucas's and they shot a lot of it on Skywalker Ranch as well so yeah. Uh, that was back when he was just starting to build it. So mm -hmm. there was like nothing oh, there wow. except for the Victorian main house, and that was it. And they were just building everything else. So. My dream is to visit Skywalker Ranch. I always hear about the, the I got to believe we can get that done somehow. We, we can probably get somebody. that done. Yeah. Yeah. We can make that trip. Go up there, do uh, Pixar and. Uh, right, do Pixar and Skywalker Ranch. Maybe visit John Lasseter's vineyard. Come back home. Boom, boom. <laughs> we got an in on Skywalker right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so let me ask you what we ask everyone who so comes curious. on our show. What mm -hmm. is your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time. Jeez, come on, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it watch, is hard. I watch movies. So. That's the yeah. typical response. Um, Over time, I think when you get to be like our age, I think that's when you can narrow. Well, that's when I well, if you want to keep it related to, to Star Wars, of course, that's Empire Strikes Back. Mm. You know, not the first time that's been mentioned, mm. right? Um, well, when do you watch over and over? It's embarrassing, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> it's Porky's. I just, <laughs> it's interesting. I know the guy who was in Porky's. I love really? Porky's, so, by yeah. the way. Uh, the guy who played Danny the, Monahan? Yes. How do I know ah! his name? I I'm Danny. such I'm a movie guy. Are you going to say it? Of course you were. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, or Meat. I didn't know Meat's real name, but I would just call him Meat. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, he was uh, asking me about conventions because they were thinking about doing conventions back then. Oh, and he was yeah. asking me about that. And he kept asking me how my experience was with that convention. Should I do it? And Just I tell said, him about yeah, the guy going to the red light district. Yeah. Say, look, you get laid. <laughs> That's how it is. Come on, the convention. Um, <laughs> I would probably say The Godfather. Oh, probably. yeah. Yeah, we have Damn got perfect that movies, for sure. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Little you can say about that that isn't, I mean, little you can criticize. It's right. You get a, yeah, and I was watching it again. They play the whole thing, you know, on, on the movie channel or whatever. I don't know which one it was on. Yeah. But it goes, you you, you literally watch it all day long. So yeah. it's mm -hmm. like. And is that the one where they can sort of cut it up chronologically? Yes. Yeah, so it start? starts with De Niro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, neat. So yeah. you're telling me that the way they released it, they change it and actually keep it and it's not a flashback? Correct. When wow. They, they, yeah, they yeah, did yeah, a recut, chronological recut. So that would Niro, be worth watching. Then it's Godfather. Oh. Then it's. And did they show three? I don't think I see that. No, yeah, I, don't I don't think they, they showed three. Really? They showed two, two. They did one did two. that before three came out. Yeah. Oh, right. that's really interesting. Oh, yeah, the saga version. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> okay, I could yeah. do that. But I think, I, I think, you know, like that's the, the test of time. And I think that, I mean, like now I loved... 
Captain Phillips. I love No Country for Old Men. Hard to mm-hmm. put him as my favorite movie of all time because there's something about the just the passage of time where they will withstand if they can withstand that, mm-hmm. then they'll be the great. But right now it's Raiders of the Lost Ark because that just stands the test. Yeah, of time. that's a good movie. Nice. Too, yeah. I separate greatest movie of all time in my opinion versus my favorite. So it's so like a that. Godfather. I would throw in the greatest column, not my favorite because I probably wouldn't pop that in right now. You know. I'd, yeah, on, on any given weekday, Up the Creek might be my favorite movie of all time. You know me. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. All right. I well, mean, let's... if I had to do comedies, probably Caddyshack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Caddyshack. I yeah. agree. Your There's cheat sheet on Karen's yeah. shirt right yeah, there. Yeah, there any, any of these would be good, appropriate yeah, great, Bill Murray great, movies. Great acting. Caddyshack. Let's just have a quick talk about that. They could probably do with a little less caddies. Come on. The this best is part why it movie. should be remade. I know that sounds like blasphemy, but they did not pull off the teen portion of that movie. Yeah. It's an epic because who cares about those kids? Yeah, we don't care about that. But could we you want imagine Knight, that movie with Phil actual Murray. like good like teen stars now that are actually funny and stuff? I, don't know uh, I was always more Shaq. I would want more, more Shaq. Shaq. More Shaq. No, I wanted more <laughs> of the the like rotting danger field giving Ted Knight such a hard time. That is so fun. And, and yeah. the adults like Chevy Chase and Bill Murray, and I loved all that. And, hey, and Bill Murray was in that? He was. He played the grand. <laughs> he absorbs keeper. himself into the role of Carl Spackler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's so like good. the Tom Hardy of his time. I can never tell you if that's tell. him or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't tell. Never recognized. Pull would be good for you. <laughs> Mrs. Green, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Yeah. You wore green so you could hide. I love that he hits on those ladies. It's the best. I love that he finds them attractive. And the best masturbation joke of all time, I think, him washing the balls. The washing the balls. <laughs> oh, you do. pulls bird. back. Yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, That's the best. Over. Actually, before we get to birthdays. Oh, yes. Will you see any of the movies? Did you see Fifty Shades of Grey? You going to see any of the new movies coming out? Um, I think I saw parts of that, the first one on HBO or something like that. I didn't really see it. But you see was, a lot of movies. You said you're a movie yeah, guy I yourself. Do. Yeah, I do. Sure. But mm-hmm. I mean, that particular one. No, but I'd see, I'm going to see, you know, John Wick too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen the Lego movie? I didn't see the Lego movie. Oh. Wow, movie this fantastic. is a good, uh, really good, Paul and I keep threatening to do a segment called The Ramp Up. In fact, we recorded it once and I didn't edit it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this is a great ramp up weekend, which is to watch John Wick and go and watch the Lego movie and go. I mean, that's yeah. a great. And Fifty Shades. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. It is I a didn't ramp include up that weekend. Paul, it's there, it's there if you want it to. It's all, <laughs> it's all a one movie sequel, so you can watch the one and go to the next. You How know, about if you guys get together for Fifty Shades, don't invite me. I'll be fine. <laughs> Let me know how that turns out. I'm coming alone. down and visiting you to see John Wick. Then we can do that. You know what? I just looked over at Adam who's sitting in front of the Mr. Grey will see you soon 50 Shades of Grey original movie poster. Yes. I thought it was Matthew McConaughey and for a moment I said, now that would have been a movie I would go to. Oh, Give me a dude, like a you man. Put a, you put a star in one of these Whoa. Fifty Shades movies. I'm, I'm there. Give me Matthew McConaughey looking out that well, window. There was a not my Christian hashtag for a while, wasn't there? Not my Christian. When, when well, there was a lot of cast drama behind, yeah. behind casting, and, and some actors dropped out because it was they didn't want to be you know cast in that particular role. And then, yeah. of course, there was not, not a hashtag not my Christian. But the real, looks the real Fifty Shades of Grey is Secretary, right? That's the one with James Spader. That's Spader. what I, I mean, I need to rewatch that. That's and, a great movie. Yeah, and then not go to this. Yes. Yeah. I always think Secretary. of that. Because Secretary, I, see, the thing that I, uh, and this is That's unfair because India's I haven't seen shit. this, but to me, Secretary is a woman who's had sex before and knows what she's getting into. Yeah. And it's more erotic because she's into it. 
But also the what relationship between What I get from this is she's yeah. just like, I have no idea. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, really? Ugh, anyway. So it's, watch Secretary yes, and then I, and watch then, Fifty Shades Darker. There you go. <laughs> there you I think go. that's the way okay. to do it. Oh, you can avoid the first Fifty Shades movie. Was yeah. the book called Fifty Shades Darker? Or is the Fifty Shades of Black, did that actually ruin their title? Or? No, it is. Oh, that okay. was what it was called. And then the last one is called Fifty Shades something else. Yeah. What are the shades? What are they describing with these shades? I mean, this He's is, a complex the, dude. The, the title just drives mm-hmm. me nuts. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap up the show the way uh, we like to hear uh, with oh, a bang. Yeah. Yeah, All right, We're going to look at the birthdays of the, fe- of the people who make the movies. Yeah, it's called right. Karen's Birthdays. Take it away. Karen's Birthdays, it's time for Karen's Birthdays. Karen's Birthdays, it's time for Karen's Birthdays. Karen's Birthdays, it's time for Karen's Birthdays. All right, let's start by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Eric Walker, whose birthday is hey, happy birthday. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks That's for very coming and hanging out. Yeah. We don't often have birthday people in the studio. How sweaty was Warwick Davis when he pulled that head off? Did it break the illusion for you? Uh, <laughs> You're like, ah, wicked. Speaking yeah, of that, it was Warwick Davis's birthday on February 3rd. Oh, so. I, you know, I think I did yeah. him last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. I did him for his birthday. Did yeah. they bring I'm all a big the, fan. All the movie Ewoks to the TV? He's an Ewok lover. Was, Tebo, right. was, was Tebow and Logray there? I know a few of the names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Antique. Chief Chirpa? What? Yeah, Antique. Antique? Yeah. Yeah. But all the actors from the film were in the TV movie as well? Like, uh, yeah, they Warwick, were. Yeah, they were. Oh, yeah, they were all in Jedi. Yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Paplu was Paplu. Paplu, you met Paplu. Uh, well, you I know think, that's Paplu. Well, that's actually uh, <laughs> a, a, that? that's Weechi was played. Oh. By, that was played by Debbie Lee Carrington, who Looks was in l- Total Recall. Oh. She was the little person in Total oh, yeah, Recall. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, she, yeah. Looks a lot like Paplu. My mistake. Yeah. <laughs> But that was, uh, I think that was... Um, they all look the same to you, yeah, Adam. <laughs> I'm sorry. The guy that played horrible. Cousin Racist. It, Felix, I think, Silla. Cousin It? The guy that was the It in, in, in the, Adam's family. In the show? Yeah, the oh, original that's awesome. show. Yeah, he was uh, in Jedi, and he played that Pablo character. What? Yeah. Did you work with Mike Edmonds? That's very legendary, yes. actually. Yeah. Mike Edmonds. No, I didn't work with Mike. Mike was low gray in Jedi. But Mike Edmonds, we're good friends, so oh, yeah. I hang out with him, and he. Are you friends with Logray? Yes, I am. Oh. Adam can't handle it. I'm this. so glad we got to this. I'm so glad I asked that. <laughs> yeah, no, no Logray. Absolutely, Mike's That's a great, so great guy, man. Yeah, well, there's a documentary being whipped together about yeah. him. No, I, thought, I, I, I read about it recently, and I thought, man, that would be cool to see because there's a guy who's been in, what using Time Bandits too, oh, right? right. He's been yeah, a ton yeah. of stuff. And you get to hear that story about the... Right, and, you know, he's what, such what a he's great guy. You know, it's like we met at a convention, and he and he said, if you're ever in London, give me a call. And I said, well, this is when we were in Hamburg. We were talking about this earlier, <laughs> and I met him there. And I said, well, I'm going to be in London in about a week or so. I'm staying in Germany at a friend's house. And he said, well, give me a call. And he t- takes me out to l- dinner, actually. That would be fun. You know, it was real nice. You uh, know, he goes, you're going to be alone. you got to call me. So it was really cool. Really nice guy. We're going to be going to London, so we'll give him a call. Yeah. Yeah, call it low grade. Perfect. Yeah. Man. <laughs> All right, so let's continue our birthday <laughs> celebration awesome. by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Eddie Izzard. Oh, yes. Who turns however old. I can't remember. I didn't do the math. But he can play anyone where from male to female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bit of a cross-dresser. Just whatever it feels the like. Funniest dress him. The funniest The one. funniest yeah. cross-dresser I know. <laughs> him and Divine. And currently, he is in the Lego movie, everyone. Oh, really? As the voice of Voldemort. Ooh. I don't know what that means. Voldemort was a Harry Potter. Harry Potter villain. Oh, there you so go. So that's why you don't know. <laughs> mm. He's a good, funny version of that. Yeah, uh, he started now, he, off, wait, he's in yes. the Batman movie? or yeah, he was The in Lego the, like, Batman movie. He's in the Lego Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
cool. Because you know how they're opening this week? I tied it in. See how <laughs> right. I did that? She said Lego movie, so I wasn't sure if it was the, the first Lego one. Batman movie. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Origins. We haven't seen it yet, so I don't know why Voldemort's hanging out. I can't answer these questions. I'm only looking at IMDb. But I can tell you that he started his career doing comedy specials, and he did some stuff with the West End debut of a drama in the lead role of David Mamet's The Cryptogram with Lindsay Duncan. And that was so successful that he got a starring role in 900 Oneonta, which I don't know what that is. But that's where Paul's from. Oneonta, so I yeah, just right? found that interesting. Yeah, my hometown that in there's New York. A play that it's apparently being, it was done on the West End called 900 Oneonta. Hmm. Look into that. I'll look into that play. Must have been a place mm. named from a place in England. In, yeah, in right? Lots, that would make sense because then you come over here and then name it. Yes. Like, you know, New York. I like it. Like <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Wait. He was touring in New Zealand during the filming of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and he heard about that and he's such a big fan of the books that he showed up and he said, hey. I'm here. I'd like to be in the movie. And they declined him. Oh, <laughs> come on. Lame. They made, they made Daniel Craig a stormtrooper. <laughs> I know. You can Short put a guy in some makeup, make him an orc. Who do you think you are? Eric Walker showing in here and uh, yeah. you know, just demanding, just saying, hey, here's people. how it's going to go. Yeah. This is what I want. <laughs> Paul, this is cool. He originally played Darren McCarthy in day six of 24 in the 2001, the very first version. Did he really? Yeah, but he dropped out due to a scheduling conflict after only a day of filming and they replaced him. With David Hunt. Hmm. I don't remember that character. No. I, well, see, Eddie did not miss out on anything. I remember George Mason. Yeah, he was no. best. He was best. Yeah. And what's kind of funny is that he says he often gets mistaken for Kiefer Sutherland. Hmm? Who? I don't see that. Eddie Izzard. No, that does not happen. No. <laughs> These people are wrong. I agree that he says that. <laughs> his reminiscing is incorrect. So this is kind of fun. On his IMDb, he said, I can go from blokey to girly in 15 blokey. minutes, and then well, I'm off the door. Blokey. You can play anything from blokey to girly. Blokey to girly. See, Bart, oh. next time you're coming off a little too hardcore when we're on the podcast, I'm going to say, get a little, little blokier. Come on, get a little blokier. We're, we're with some friends here. <laughs> next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Miss Cicely Strong. Oh, who can play yeah, anywhere yes. from herself to Latina. She started off by playing <laughs> Latina characters in SNL, though she's not Latina at all. So she finds that kind of funny. She's known for SNL, The Boss, and Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, I we hadn't cast uh, Melissa Villasenor, friend of the show, yet in right. Saturday Live. So she is so the she original. The but we are in a strong era for women oh, my uh, gosh. in SNL. So funny. Uh, last Seen, I think, when Kristen Wiig and Tina Fey and Rachel Dratch and Amy Poehler were all getting it done, yeah. kind of faded a little. There were still some strong people coming up, but oh. now it seems like that's a like I couldn't even tell you who the guys are in that show. Yeah, but and I know that's, oh, I mean, that's kind of yeah, true. Leslie Jones and Cicely Strong. I, it, it just uh, when Melissa McCarthy showed up and Kate McKinnon. Kate, well, I was Kate just going to yeah, say, still on the so show, she's right? doing that guy. What's his name? The crazy guy, John Spicer. Uh, Bieber? Spicer. Oh. And uh, so whenever they brought out the other woman and it was Kate McKinnon, she's like a chameleon. I had no idea. I looked at her and she had that big crazy smile on her face. And I'm like. Oh, when she played Betsy When she played Betsy DeVos. DeVos and she yeah. came out just staring. God, she's so funny. And then, of course, Sp- Spitzer. I want to say Spitzer. Spicer. Spicer just kicks her off. Oh. Yeah. Is it Kate McKinnon that plays the, uh, who's the, the press secretary uh, yes. woman? Uh, yes, Kelly Ann Conway. Kelly Ann Conway. She plays the most. Because you could play her a hundred different ways yeah. b- because of all her appearances. I love how she just sort of underplays this like slight depression. It's a it's really a little, funny take on, as opposed to going like, manic, she's she just like, and uh, this is what I did with my life. That's anyway, right. Right. <laughs> so it's really funny. Hey, what's what's going on? Oh, the way of the world, the world of my shoulders. shoulders. The world of my shoulders. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a really funny take on that. <laughs> um, it makes me kind of like that that person more because of I her feel, take. 
on I them. I feel sorry for her. Yeah. <laughs> she gets uh, thrown into a lot fun. of messes. Everyone, she started off by being in the touring cast of Second City Chicago. Cicely Strong. Oh, did yes, she? Yes, I thought that was interesting. She took classes at I.O. and performed there with something called the Virgin Daiquiris and sometimes with the Deltones, which we've all heard of. Oh, yeah. And she worked at the box office, which was a big thing, and Sharna was always very nice to her and pushed me to audition. I was a little nervous, but you only get one shot, and I think that really made a difference. Hmm. Working hmm. In, in the, the box, box office. office. <sighs> yeah, she must, might have been, I very well might have hassled her to get in for free, for sure. <laughs> I want to pay for it. And if you're watching Ghostbusters, she is the mayor's aide. She's oh, yeah. so she's funny, funny in that. Yeah. She's fantastic. Just put the cap back in the bag. Uh, she does a spot on Fran Drescher, which I totally could believe. Absolutely have no problem with that. Now, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true. Uh, Mr. Walker, uh, something's going to happen to you after this show. Uh, okay. That happens to all of our guests. Try to be uh-huh. prepared. Uh, exactly. I'm trying to prepare you for the fact that as soon as you leave this studio, people are going to come okay. up to you and they're going to say, hey, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. Yeah. And the first thing you're going to tell them is, look, if she invites you over to watch a movie about her Ewok, it's not a Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And secondly, it's Ewok and a stick. <laughs> right. Secondly, she loves when celebrities sing. I do. I do love when celebrities sing. And this week we're having a birthday, I believe it's tomorrow, for Mr. John Williams, nice. which I thought was appropriate today. And so I found a selection of various themes of his per- performed by the vocal group Voctive. <laughs> and it's kind of amazing. Because why play his music? Nobody's right. actually singing. Let's play Duel We're of the Fates or something. We're going to maybe. sing his two. <laughs> well, I believe it begins with Harry Potter. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> this is not John Williams singing, right? No, not John Williams. However, his music's so good, they can't kill it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> They're making a good run at it. No matter what people say about the Star Wars prequels, nobody complains about those scores, do they? You can't duel the fates as badass. Yeah. yeah. And the love theme in there is badass. I couldn't mm-hmm. whistle a love theme or a, a, even a slow... Uh, meditative theme from Force Awakens, but the Padme Anakin music is much better than their actual relationship. Yeah, and like the steel guitar for Django Fett and stuff, like he goes all over the place. It's great. Yeah. Uh, well that wraps another showcast, everybody. What the hell? It's true. <laughs> it's oh, the best. <laughs> <laughs> you should hear later when they do Jaws. It's very funny. Mm, yeah, it's just a guy going uh, we are the movie guys individually we are follow us on twitter at the movie guys facebook.com slash the movie guys as well as youtube itunes instagram all that nonsense for daily jokes and links we plug them up there so you can check them out and thanks to eric walker thank you guys now they're on to et eric walker music.com where else can we find you social media yeah on facebook it's official eric walker facebook.com official eric walker and i have a youtube channel as well uh, Eric Walker music, and oh, yes. uh, and you can hear like the sampler of your CD there, right? Yes, the taste I, for it. Yeah, I actually have a. It's about a twenty-five minutes, and it it has previews of every song on the on on the album Brand New Day. So. That's cool. And the the album itself, again, iTunes, as well as EricWalkerMusic.com, Amazon, iTunes as well. and Amazon. Yeah. Hmm. All right, and uh, oh, Adam, why don't you tell us what why they use the word trailer, and it'll be all the more dramatic with this music underneath. Why yeah. do they call them trailers? Because they used to come at the end of movies. Shut up. Yeah. That's they used to better. trail the movies. Then you they used leave. to save them for the end. <laughs> that makes total sense. That is so much better than like beforeers. Beforeers. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, thanks as always to Steve Schultz for writing contributions to the show each and every week. And of course, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. And remember, you can always find us at themovieguys.net. Next week, let the Trump jokes fly as the Great Wall finally opens. <laughs> and we will see you then. Thanks, Eric.